Thunder Media. Welcome to Inside Motorsport, Tony Whitlock and I'm now at Hampton Downs, the uh, fourth uh, round of the uh, Castrol Toyota Regional, <laughs> it's, it's a mouthful, no. <laughs> Formula Regional Oceania. Thank you very much and that was Richard Gee telling us what it's called because it used to be called very simply the Toyota Race Series but now because of the FIA and various powers that be we no longer have, it's now CT Frock is what it's called. <laughs> or, or Castrol Toyota FR Oceania. You're right. Okay. Thank you, Richard Gee. Richard's <laughs> been the uh, series uh, in the days when it was the TRS. He's been the series media uh, representative and uh, the man who produces the words about the series. And I met him probably about 10 years or so ago. And Richard, um, it's great to be back here for me in New Zealand at Hampton Downs. Yeah. Um, you've been covering the series for some 10, 15 weeks or so. Oh, so, so in terms of this championship, we generally start marketing. We carry on marketing and writing about the 86, the Toyota 86 championship throughout the year. Um, we do that with the Castrol Toyota series as well, the single seaters. But it really starts to crank up when we start to get driver announcements. Um, and generally that starts about August. So between August and the end of the championship, we'll put out, or I'll put out, um, on both championships, probably close to 200 pieces of editorial. Yep. So, it get, so it's quite difficult by the last one to be <laughs> creative and interesting. And that's why I'm always looking for an interesting season finale, which as you know, they tend to write themselves. Indeed, indeed. Yes, and I was lucky enough to be there when Igor Fraga uh, crossed the line and got in front of Liam Lawson to win both the championship and the New Zealand Grand Prix in Manfield. Yeah. But you've got a new field, different bunch of drivers, yep. I think 16 countries this year? Yeah, there's, there's, so there's, um, there's some interesting things about the countries. I mean, we've got a Brazilian in Lucas Fakuri. Um, we've got Ale uh, Charlie Wirtz, who's Austrian, obviously the son of Alex Wirtz. He's a standout name. Who, who raced here in Formula Ford? Uh, well, he did, and actually, if you know anything about Alex Wirtz, you'll know that when he raced in Formula One for Benetton, um, he raced with odd coloured boots. And well, they weren't odd to him. They, were, they weren't odd to him, but that was a, that was a thing, um, a superstition, if you like, that, that began here when he lost a boot and someone lent him a boot in Formula Ford. So that all started here. And his, and his son, his son is an, it looks a bit like him to me, um, and he's here with his mum, Really fantastic driver, a driver who's one of these drivers. Tony's quite seems to be quite hard on himself and, and interrogates himself and really wants to improve. and And he's interesting to watch, very interesting to watch, and obviously leading the championship on merit. So I really rate him. He's a yep. great. He, kid he's won interview. a couple of races of. Yeah, he's won two races so far, but he's generally there or thereabouts in yep. every everything. He was leading last weekend in the final, obviously, of the feature race. And when he, I think the best way to describe it as a racing incident, a bit more detail is that he made a mistake at one corner. That offset him for the next corner. The guy behind him, who was Louis Foster, who we'll no doubt talk about in a second or two, he also made a mistake slightly earlier. And the two tripped over each other. And so he probably would have won 
but he was looking like he was going to win that feature race last weekend. Okay. But he's really good. He'll be he's he'll be strong this weekend regardless of the weather. He'll be strong this weekend regardless of his experience on the track, and he'll be strong next weekend at the season finale at Taupo too. Now you know while the name has changed, all the elements have stayed the yeah. same. Yep. Um, the only thing that is missing, in fact, is Braun Beasley, who ran MTech. Yep. Um, and he's involved in some other series in, in Australia. Yep. And as a consequence, you've got, though, four New Zealand teams, um, and they are running the, the 20 drivers this weekend. So we've got, we've got the three of the usual suspects that you would know. Giles, run by Stephen Giles, Kiwi Motorsport, who obviously have parallel programs in the US. Yep in some of the junior formula there, and the same with M2 competition, which is Mark Pilcher's concern down here, but also Chris Vanderdrift this weekend and Billy Fraser last weekend and this weekend are being run independently by a guy who races and spends a lot of time and effort in motorsport in this country, a guy called Lance Hughes. So they have a company or a team called Hamilton Motorsport, um, and they'll be, um, they're running those two cars this weekend. Are they based from Hamilton? Correct, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, just a wrecked one coming in. I didn't even know they were out. Were they doing practice starts or something? Sorry. It's all right. I didn't know they were out. No, no, no. So, Richard, um, you, you've got a, an interesting field. Um, mm. I remember the, the last time in 2020 when I was here, it seemed like there, there wasn't an Eskimo there, but damn near everyone else. <laughs> um, well, that's right. I think 20, 2021, you really have to think about it in the context of the pandemic. And at the time, we were... In New Zealand, uh, uh, COVID-free, yep. but it was running rampant around the rest of the world. People couldn't get in, and the people that could get in had to be New Zealanders, and they could only get in, I believe, in certain windows. And obviously that was part of the reason that we were able to secure Andre, part of the reason we were able to secure Shane, uh, Greg ran, uh, Kenny ran. Kenny it was Smith. an all-New Zealand field. It was all-New Zealand, yeah. And there were... It was a it was a decent field, you know. We had Brendan Leach, Dan Gaunt, uh, Damon Leach, uh, Matthew Payne, Caleb, Billy, um, Chris Vlock. So there was a good spread of drivers, but and so and we had the numbers, and everyone, of course, had a fantastic weekend, and and it will be always remembered for what Shane did in the final. In the, in the Grand Prix itself. Setting off a fire extinguisher. Setting off a fire extinguisher, which has been done a couple of times in these cars. I guess it's to do with the tight confines of, of weather. Yep. And he's not a small lad, no. let's face it. <laughs> he's a big lad. He's a big lad. And um, and that, well, I don't know. I've, for me personally, it was a privilege to watch. You see him race all the time and yes. on TV, but to see his magic being weaved then, for me as a fan, was a privilege and as I said earlier it was very easy to write about it was just right yes. there you go yes. you know um, and, and you he, went and thanked Shane personally didn't oh, you oh just for that final story yeah, but, but yeah. actually that was the start of the season and, and we, we obviously lost a bunch of those drivers and we had to run a very very curtailed very low level series I think seven or eight drivers so, so the major thing about and we weren't able to run at all last year because of COVID this year it's back to something approaching normality, kind of a hybrid between the two. We, we have a bunch of international drivers. We have more Americans here than we've ever had before, yep. which is all part, I think, of the evolution of that indie Road to Indy program and its links and, and, and also the Formula Regional structure around the world. Yep. Um, 
which if I don't know, I look at it as Formula Three. I mean, I know the FIA have their own Formula Three, but traditional Formula Three, where you would have had Rolt chassis and Dallara chassis, it reminds me a lot of that era. This car is actually used in Formula Three and was used in Formula W. Yeah, so it's exactly the same chassis as the as the W series, different drivetrain. But uh, as you as you'll be aware, last year W Series had some logistical issues getting from one side of the world to the other. So all these cars went to um, Singapore and one of the US, yeah, Long Beach. Yes, yeah, so, uh, I can't recall Japan. Japan, but it was two rounds. So they all came back here, and then all the preparation was done for this, for this championship, and, and to all intents and purposes, for for the Toyota single seaters, we're, we're back to normal, other than. A bit of scheduling means that the Grand Prix this year is not the final round, it's the penultimate round of the championship. Yeah. But yes, the field is awesome. I think the depth of the field is very, very good. You look at how close the times are, they're very close across the first 12 to 15 drivers. Um, and you're we've not had, getting anyone to dominate this. No, no, we've had, we've had I mean, look, who's, who's won a race? We've had Burtz has won a couple, Callum Hedge has won a couple, James Penrose has won a couple. Uh, David Morales out of the US. He, he won the, the feature race at at Highlands, uh, and the podiums are very different every time as well. Yeah. So, Ryder Quinn's appeared on the podium, which is ideal for you. In fact, well, writing great. about it, well, it's great. And and a lot of the kids, you know, so a lot of the a lot of the drivers, when I speak to them, they're they're very good. They're they're, they're much more forthcoming than. A field full of New Zealanders, dare I say, who are a more reserved bunch of guys. So some of these kids are great to talk to, and yeah. and obviously what we're trying to do is not give them a hard time necessarily in the press conference, but yes. just show them what a press conference environment is like. Yep. And well, this and is a, a part of the learning. It's all curve. part of the training, and yeah. and in reality, a bunch of these drivers are are here here, particularly the U.S. guys, literally as practice before they go and try and repeat it. Um, in America, yeah. but the but the fantastic thing, and t- so one of the guys, uh, Jacob Abel, who's here, is he has a, a driver coach here for the championship, uh, Spencer Pickett, who's an ex, I know the name, I- IndyCar, yes, multiple winner in Junior Formula in US in Indy Lights, which is now called Indy Next, winner in IMSA in the WeatherTech series, so really gun driver who's down here coaching him. And if and chatting with him about why, what, why here, why this time of year, as opposed to anything else, and, and mainly the, the feedback from guys like Spencer and all of the guys coming is, they can get this three and a half thousand kilometres of intensity over a five week period. So they're guaranteed the three and a half thousand, um, or a proportion thereof this year because some have come in at different stages. Um, so they're basically four days driving and then they travel between rounds and another four days driving. They get three test sessions on a Thursday, three test sessions on a Friday like today. Right now they're guaranteed all sorts of weather conditions. They get a, two qualifying sessions, three races. Um, they get to work with some of these engineers. You know, They're not just Kiwis, they've been involved in form, right, everything from Formula One downwards. Stephen yes. Giles was a Formula One engineer for... Uh, Mika Hakkinen in his championship year and Montoya. Yes. Um, Juan Pablo Montoya. So there's some really quality people that these kids get to work with when they come over here. And they go back and invariably they have learned something huge in their experience of New Zealand. And that's why I hesitate before sort of comparing them 
to Liam or to Igor because they're all down here for the same purpose yes. and they all go on to do amazing things if you look at it and I, I don't see five or six years down the track why we wouldn't be looking at this year and going oh you know Lauren van Hoppen he's now testing for Sauber or is in the second you yeah. know the, the second Williams seat or Charlie Wirtz is now reserve driver for X or Y or I think that's entirely possible with this group. Given that you've had you know, good spread of winners and podium getters and things like that, have there been any controversial moments during the series so far? Oh, there's been, certainly been a couple. Um, I mean, the one that springs to mind was last weekend. Louis Foster arrived on the Friday morning. So he missed the, thir- was it the Thursday morning he arrived? But Thursday morning he arrived. Um, straight off an aeroplane, straight into a seat fitting, pedal adjustment in the car, went out, first acclimatisation on the track and he must have been brimmed with jet lag Tony and within three laps he was within a second of the fastest times Um, he won a race he put it on pole position for a race I think last weekend but it ended with the clash with Wurtz so he sort of had a massive sensational arrival and a sort of a bit of a sticky ending at the end but really made a strong impression but you know I think you look at a driver like that who's already a seasoned campaigner in the state, Indy Pro 2000 champion, will make it to IndyCar, will win at the highest level. Um, And he's down here, and you can see that professionalism ooze out, like processing everything, you know, this is is how I'm going to make the car fast, this is me, forget the jet lag, go out and, and drive the car hard early on. And there are a few drivers like that, and they're always the ones, I think, that stand out. Callum Hedge at Highlands, just straight into it, absolutely mesmeric qualifying laps that at that stage were half a second quicker than anyone else could put in so and Alex Wurtz's just sheer consistency and and speed everywhere is a standout for me as well and then you look at some of the other other ones this Jacob Abel kid I can see him making IndyCar Ryan Sheehan another one out of the States whose mission here was just to improve and he's just getting better and better and better and of course, for me, probably one of the surprises is Ryder Quinn. You know, like he's telling me he had two years only in, in race car experience, nothing really to speak of before that. So you look at him and his speed, and you just think, man, what's he going to be like with another couple of years' experience? So great field. Two girls. First time the championships had two girls. Chloe Chambers, who was there, have been number, but only one at a time. Only so one at a time. And this will be this weekend will be the first time two have started the New Zealand Grand Prix. Right. Chloe Chambers comes out of W Series, and W Series gets a hard rap sometimes, I think. But she's been super impressive. Mo- first round. Uh, you know these physical cars to drive, and yeah. you know 25 or 26 laps around Highlands in that heat. It's tiring. It's tiring. Yeah. And she and she got better and better as that race went on. Her hands were torn to ribbons with blisters. Shrugged it off, straight back into it the next weekend. That's so, the old Denny Holmes oh, about. I just, I just, I just think you know, actually a strong driver, very professional. You know? um, I, I was at Warrnambool Speedway last weekend, <clears throat> and the, which is part of uh, the Grand Annual Classic. Um, and the pent-up demand for crowds was enormous. Mm. They had record crowds for five nights in a row at Avalon, Mount Gambia, and then at Warrnambool. Have you seen the record crowds? Um, I mean, look, that's the one thing that I, that I would love to see improve in this country at the moment, is, is the crowds where you look at the harsh reality of it and motorsport, I suppose, motorsport over the past three years has been significantly affected um, both 
in terms of financial availability to potential drivers, potential sponsors. And I think that's happening everywhere. And I'm sure the same is happening with um, spectators. We, we've had spectators. It would be nice to see some more. Um, we haven't been that lucky with the weather this championship. Uh, so we've got that. We've got that at play. We've still got the tail end of flipping COVID kicking around. Uh, and people just seem to be very busy trying to hang on to their shirt tails at the moment for, with life in general. So I think there's a lot, a lot of that to do with it, but for sure it would be great. I don't think, it, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, it's nice that it's on live TV, but what would you do, come out and stand in the pouring rain at Hampton Towns? <laughs> or, or sit in your armchair with a beer and watch it on your TV? I know which I would prefer to do. <laughs> More um, than luck. So it's accessible to people, for sure, no. and probably the accessibility of it, with it being on Sky and Motorsport TV and... Um, and on, on mainstream terrestrial here on Sundays. So I think the accessibility is pro probably better than it's ever been. Yep. Um, interest globally is probably higher than it's ever been because, of course, we've got 18 super license points, which is almost halfway to a Formula One license. Yes. So I think that's also significant. And in terms of FIA super license points, puts us ahead of supercars, don't you know? So, yeah. so we get the most super license points for a series in, in Oceania, in, yeah. the, in the, the global region. But with good reason, because as you were saying, in terms of races and starts and, and practice sessions, all that's you know, 20 yeah. or so days yeah. in 30 yeah. of on-track time. Yeah. Is, well, it's a season in a month. Yeah, isn't it? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's unprecedented yeah. in the world. Um, uh, in terms of media press coverage, has that been sort of...? Yeah, well, look, as I, as I say, I think the TV coverage has been outstanding this, scene, this season so far. Uh, most of the categories here, so we've got a full, full category list this weekend. It's a very busy race meeting. Well, Grand Prix always is in New Zealand yeah. in all the years, in, in the sort of 10 years that I've been working with with Toyota or with the promoters or, or with some of the other categories always a busy meeting and that's a, that's great um, and these days as you know a lot of it's on social media and that's just brimmed all the time with stuff but yeah I mean that's where it's at it's probably similar to, to other other places I think where you guys always score over our, our championship here in Supercars is you've got personalities and people <laughs> People come to watch personalities. And, and your guys are learning. Yeah. And they're learning. They're not personalities yet. When, when you, if you put personalities in these cars, you know it's people come to watch. You watch Shane and Greg here a couple of years ago. There's a bloody massive crowd here. You know, like probably yeah. one of the best crowds outside of supercars for 15 years. But we don't. We can't boast those names yet. We can only uh, assume, speculate, or hope that they're going to be big names in the future. But look at Liam. You know reserve driver in F1 now has a go at Bathurst in a in a, in F1 a this weekend yeah. yeah so it's all there but we there's a few things that always work against us and a few things that always work in our favour but we know that from a driver's point of view a lot of the top brass in the F1 teams and the junior programmes watch this series intently and that's no different this year well thank you very much Richard Gee um, it's wonderful to talk to you we will come back to you when the weekend rolls along lovely
and, and look forward to a Sunday night summary. Thank you, Richard Geek. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. My predecessor, Roland Dane, did a very, very good job. We're no longer shareholders of the build business. Personally, I think a 500 in the build up to the 1000 is, is a good thing. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. Welcome to everyone joining us this evening for the first of two press conferences from the 67th New Zealand Grand Prix here at the Hampton Downs International Motorsport Park, which of course is round four at the Castrol Toyota Formula Regional Oceania Championship this season. Weather hasn't been the kindest to us over the past week, and certainly we think we've done well to get through the majority of test sessions here. Uh, we're joined this evening by five drivers. We've got our three wild cards for the weekend. On our left, Chris Vanderdrift, next to him, Billy Fraser. In the middle of the other two, Caleb Nartoa. Uh, in the middle, Louis Foster, who is pretty much the sensation of last weekend. And of course, on our right, James Penrose, who took out the big trophy last weekend at, at Manfield Circuit, Chris Amon. Let's start with the elder statesman over there. <laughs> Thanks. Chris, uh, at 36, I do apologize for that. You are the oldest guy in the series by nine years. Um, and here you are again, back as you were in 2021, trying to win the New Zealand Grand Prix. Why? Oh, it's probably one thing for me in New Zealand that I haven't had um, much of a go at, and um, to have the chance to do it again, and it wasn't looking that likely this year, and I, I fluffed it up last time when we were here. So um, yeah, when this change, this change you know, came about, and I was able to, to have a shot at it, I jumped right at it and, and made it happen as best I could, and here we are. I first met you probably 15 years ago, and you were a young young gun driving in the Black Beauty, the, A1, the A1GP team for New Zealand. Um, and at the time, I remember a lot of the teams, a couple in particular in Formula One, were keeping a close eye on you. It's not a widely known story how close you got to making it into Formula One. Tell us how close it was. All those years ago now. Um, yeah, it was, it was. And at that point, I was coming along in my career in, in, in Europe and um, yeah I've won at that time won the Formula Master Series and, and basically I had a seat fit, had a suit, everything for when it was Honda Formula One. Um, so I was 10 days out from doing my first test with them and then they just called and said we're shutting, shut the door so then that was when it turned into Braun so unfortunately all my stuff got pushed aside and that was that chance done. Um, yeah so it was very very close I'd say. Is that one of the things that's kept you sort of motivated over the years to, to, to prove to the sport that you are a top gun? I just like racing. <laughs> um, and to race, race in New Zealand is, is cool, you know, to be here. I've, I've, over my whole career, I've done nearly nothing in New Zealand. I've, this is my third, will be my third TRS race. Um, I've done a you know, TCR thing in New Zealand and I've done a little bit of endurance stuff over the last year purely because of um, COVID and being stuck in New Zealand but that's why it's good, it's close to home, I sleep in my own bed um, for this weekend so it's just a unique thing to do that and, and race at home more than anything. See interestingly to me on the panel tonight, yourself, Billy and Caleb were in, were in the 21 yeah. Grand Prix which was pretty much get our best guys that we could access during the pandemic and chuck them all out there uh, and that was an interesting combination of uh, experience in youth. How do you rate this field? You've had two or three rounds to have a good look at these guys. How do you rate them? 
I wish this was the first round that they didn't have warm up for the last three. So no, definitely there's some there's some hot talent there, and um, the guys come over. They're definitely fast, that's for sure. And I know I've worked with, with um, Callum as well, and, and a few of the other guys, and, and James too there. And so I've seen them on the track, and they're not slow. So um, that's why it's a big challenge for me to come in and just rock in and and um, blow the cobwebs out and, and go as fast as I can too. The tab are offering good odds on you, mate, this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope they have to pull through this time, eh? <laughs> Billy, moving to you, um, our, we had a conversation a little while back at one of the TQ Foundation days, and we talked about the Grand Prix, and you said it was a must on your 2023 calendar. You had to come and have another go at it. Tell us, tell us a little bit more from your point of view about why. Yeah, so I, um, you know, I, I was I was saying to someone earlier today, you uh, you raced the Formula First at the New Zealand Grand Prix round. You raced the Formula Ford at the New Zealand Grand Prix round. Uh, at 2021, in 2021, I got to you know race in the the All Star event, All Star event, which was fantastic. And yeah, uh, finishing eighth on that weekend, it's uh, it's been great to to get the support together to have another go. So been really working hard to to get on the grid, and and so glad I've made it. And yeah, can't wait for this weekend. I remember watching you in 2021 and you went through that acclimatization process. Uh, you did the, the, what was a sort of very curtailed and, and truncated sort of TRS season at the time. And we've seen two years away in the US and back here acclimatizing again with the car at the circuit. And sort of it's almost a bit of deja vu, but what's the difference about the acclimatization process to the car in the championship this time around as opposed to the first time around? Oh, having those those two seasons in the States, it's, uh, it's been fantastic. All of a sudden, you know, you're, you're a little bit more confident every single time you get into the car. So the, the racing in the States has, has been great. You know, they, they get 20, 20 cars over there, 20, 25, and yeah, really hard racing. Uh, and, and from that, I've been able to to carry that over and just be a little bit more com confident in, in my driving. Um, obviously the cars are quite different racing in USF 2000 last season so coming back into the FT60 a lot it's a heavier car um, so you know the, the fitness has been has been strained a little bit especially at this international track but yeah just um, so glad I've had those two seasons and yeah really happy with how my racecraft has progressed. Uh, the, today's testing uh, got a little bit of time out of myself, still a little bit to find, so hopefully by qualifying tomorrow, uh, yeah, good night's rest and I'll be, I'll be right up there at the front, fingers crossed. Excellent. Let's move to Caleb. Caleb, quick, a quick uh, trip back to 21 and you were the sensational last minute pole position taker in, in, actually if I remember, conditions that were suddenly it rained and it rained a bit more and it rained a bit more and it started to dry and right at the last minute you put it on pole position. Um, you're hoping for some similar weather like that tomorrow? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed the wet, um, but today I've really enjoyed the dry as well. So, you know, that, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. And we've had some pretty shocking weather up here, so you don't really know what's going to happen. So I'll roll out of bed tomorrow and see how it goes. So I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> we haven't seen you race in New Zealand for a couple of seasons now. For those watching who know who you are but not what you've been up to, tell us a little bit about the last period of your motorsport career? Yes, yeah, so in 2021, after the TRS season, I went and did a round in FR in America, uh, and then last year I went and did uh, S5000 in Australia, which is, you know, it's been good. It's a single-seater car. It's, um, it's big and it's fast, so just getting laps under my belt, which is good. Uh, done a few supercars tests with, uh, this year, which was, you know, I was very fortunate to do an evaluation day, and they were happy with how it went. So, you know, just driving everything and anything. Um, Hopefully, you know, now that times are a bit better, I can put a, 
solid plan together and head back overseas and have a good crack at another season. Uh, Caleb Nartel version 2023, to me personally, looks like he's got a few more muscles and a, 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 bit, <laughs> more, a bit more bulked out and spent a few more sessions in the gym. You've told me before that this is a real physical track, the long track in the, in the FT60. Is this extra bulk, I guess, from the last couple of seasons of driving bigger, heavier cars going to help you this weekend? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the 5000 was a big car, and I remember straight out of TRS, you know, I was a little scrawny boy, and um, I struggled for the Grand Prix, you know. The last couple of laps was really trying to hang on. So, you know, I had to build myself up a bit more this year to drive the 5000 and come into the Grand Prix, you know, I've done practice, we've done a few laps already, and I'm feeling fit, I'm feeling good, uh, I'm not very tired. So, 28 laps is, is, is a long race, and, you know, if I don't have to worry about that fatigue, I can just focus on my driving, I'm sure it'll help. James. Come to you. It was great to see you so animated and enthusiastic and a little bit overwhelmed by it all last weekend. Have you come down off cloud nine yet? <laughs> um, I think I think as, as, as soon as the uh, as soon as the celebrations kind of finish, you know, you kind of got to plan to the you know to the next weekend. Um, I think I think you know that that was an awesome you know an awesome win and but unfortunate for. Um, yeah, for um, for the guys in front, you know, especially, you know, Louis, um, yeah, very uncharacteristic. So, um, yeah, it's, it was, you know, at the end of the day, you got to take them where you can get them. So, yeah, to to come to be sitting third and then to, to cross the line in first was, um, well, yeah, it was an amazing feeling. So, um, yeah, but again, just eyes forward to the to the next weekend and you know trying to get as much speed and under my belt and, and time on this track. It's my first time here um, on the international circuit. So learning the track and, and, and building building more and more speed. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. It seems to me that you've come a very long way in a short space of time from watching that first competitive session at, at Highlands. I thought you were conservative um, in how you were approaching it, which I thought was probably the right thing to do, given how much time you'd had in the car. Fast forward three weeks, you've got two wins, which is the same as Charlie Burt's, same as Callum Hedge, yeah. sitting high up in the championship table. Is there a, a, a bit of you inside Rach's chances as a dark horse for this championship title? I mean, I think there's always in the back of my mind has always been a, has been a championship. So um, I think so long as I'm finishing, you know, my pace is good, finishing near the front, you know, anything can happen. So um, absolutely, I mean, that's always, that's always um, where I'd like to be. Um, but these boys are fast and uh, working just as hard as I am. So... Um, yeah, trying to extract the last week, but is uh, is always is always a bit tricky. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm definitely up for the challenge. See, your race pace seems to me to be very strong, and, and if anything, you're almost leaving yourself a little bit too much to do after qualifying. Can we expect you to push the boundaries a bit in qualifying this weekend, especially with this format that we have for the Grand Prix? Oh yeah, I'm going to have to definitely. So um, yeah, I think this qualifying format. You've really got to, you know, be hot out the gate um, to, to keep making it through. So, um, yeah, I think as far as you know, moving from the first round, uh, I mean, Highlands was a very technical track, um, very, um, I mean, yeah, a, a high risk track. So, to to then move to some more traditional tracks with with um, Manfield, especially, um, you know, I kind of found a lot more rhythm and momentum there. So. Um, yeah, hopefully I can take that forward to, to this, you know, the qualifying and just keep building and building more and more speed. Excellent. Let's move to Louis. Louis, just an amazing weekend and some highs and lows, which is always the case with motorsport. Uh, first off, have you recovered from the jet lag, mate? 
Yes, I have. Uh, can't use that as an excuse anymore. So, um, yeah, all good now. It's been been in New Zealand for what a week. So, um, yeah, all good from the jet lag now. We were all super impressed with the way you handled your arrival, the first session, find the limits of the car. Did it go more or less as expected? Did you expect it to be that competitive when you when you got out in the car for the first time last weekend? I mean, I was hoping to. Um, Obviously, it's difficult to say where you're going to be when you're going into, you know, new country, new circuit, new car. Um, so it's a quite a steep learning curve. But you know, obviously, the aim was to be up at the front, you know, and to get there as fast as possible. Really, was was the aim. So I'm happy with how last weekend went, and I'm happy with the pace that we managed to get out of the car. Was the field more competitive or less competitive than you'd expected? Um, it's about as I expected really, I mean the guys at the front are really really quick, um, especially this weekend with a few more guys jumping in, um, it's going to be quite a, quite a tough competition, it's going to be a really good race. So just a question, guy on your right, Billy, he's about to enter Indy Pro with exclusive... Uh, not, no. No? No. Backtrack. 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 <laughs> so you're the champion though in Indy Pro 2000, yes. right? So he's following in your footsteps. What? tips can you give to him? Wow. <laughs> Try fast, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll write them down for this weekend. I mean, if he does it exclusive, he's got my data, so, you know, just follow the squiggly lines, I guess. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll hand over to Greg. Greg? Thank you. We've got um, Jonathan Green here, the, the series commentator, um, as well, and, uh, and voice of the sport for a long time. So between the pair of us, we'll ask some questions of all of you. And we'd welcome people that are watching on Facebook if they have questions to, to fire them in too. Can we open to all of the panel here with the different qualifying format this weekend? For fans, that's exciting. Um, it represents you know, something that out of the gate, you're going to have to get on it straight away. Can we get some comments from, from all of you about what you think of that qualifying format and, and how you'll approach it? You can grab a microphone. I'll go guys first. I think this reminds me a lot like Super League. So Nico, the the um, category manager there, he, um, when we had the shootout system, when we did that, so that was quite that was quite neat. Although we did a little bit one on one, this is still a knockout stage. So now looking forward to it, and I guess the, the, the sessions times they change as well throughout. So I just get a, get a banking lap, and then hopefully you're, you're through really. Chance, can we get some other comments? Um, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just excited for it. <laughs> I mean, uh, first kind of knockout stuff of uh, qualifying for me. Um, yeah, just, just excited. Cool. Well, you've got the microphone. Can I? Uh, your dad was beautiful, very emotional last, uh, <laughs> last Sunday afternoon, which was nice. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here. I think he's gone off to play on the Formula Ford side this weekend, so that's a little bit of a change of the secret sauce, mate. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, he's had to. Um, yeah, he's got young Sebastian Manson to run this weekend. Um, so I mean, he's in very cap capable hands as young Seb. So. Um, and, and, and Gary's Gary's nephew has uh, has come to mechanic for my car this weekend, so I mean, yeah, I'm in very capable hands as well. I'm sure you are. Good on you. Pass it to uh, to Caleb for us. If memory serves, you've got a great relationship with Shane. Have you had contact with him? Is he kind of missing it? Uh, has he offered advice? What can you tell us there? Yeah, I got a bit of a message uh, last night. You know, he said first half of my lap was good. Second half uh, so he's wasn't. Had a look. He's yeah, had... yeah. He's, he's had a little look. Um, you know, I was like, oh yeah, he's actually said I've done all right, but then uh, then all the advice came out and there's a lot. So, um, you know, I, I, yeah, it's cool working with Shane. I'm I'm very lucky that to have him in my corner. Um, and yeah, he's got some tips. I mean, he started from pit lane in 2021 and managed to get past all of us, which um, yeah, 
oh well, it is what it is. But um, if I can, you know, put his speed into me this this year, um, it'll be good, yeah. Well, He's got a lot of knowledge. <laughs> Pass that microphone for me. Louis, this is a, a, a great thing in not just motor racing, but in New Zealand sport. You strike me as a wise head on young shoulders ride. Do you come into this with a sense of the history of the New Zealand Grand Prix and what would that mean for you to win it if you do you know, know of some of the greats that have come before you and so on? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's um, one of the few Grand Prix outside of Formula One. I think the only other two are Macau and Poe. Um, haven't done either of those two. This has been my first Grand Prix. Um, yeah, obviously you've got loads of drivers who have come here in the past in all the 66 years it's been run previously. Um, so yeah, to have to have your name on, um, with all those other drivers on the trophy and on the wall is obviously an amazing thing. So um, yeah, definitely looking forward to it and appreciate the history of, of, of the event. Cool. Go well this weekend, gentlemen. I'll hand it over to Jonathan. Uh, Louis, why you got the mic? Um, just, I mean, you've raced in England, you've raced in America. Um, how does New Zealand, I know you've only had a week, but you've had some laps under the, how does New Zealand stack up as both a race series and racing on these tracks for you? Um, I think the tracks remind me a lot of England tracks. Um, you tend to find in Europe and America very large, wide open tracks, which isn't necessarily awful, but I think the, the narrower, twisty and turny tracks um, that you see, you tend to find in Japan, England, and New Zealand, um, are very good for driver development because there's very little room for error, and it forces drivers to be um, critical of their driving. Um, so I think it's great for young drivers. Um, hence why you guys get a lot of good guys in America, especially. Um, and then yeah, like paddock feel is, I would say, pretty similar to to America. You know, you guys, you can clearly see that. There's a lot of passion for the sport out here, and you guys really love it. Um, in Europe, it can get a little bit intense um, with F1 eyes looming all over you all the time, which isn't enjoyable sometimes. Um, whereas, like here in America, it's a bit more chill, a bit more vibey, and it's just kind of more enjoyable, really, if I'm honest. A question for Billy, and, and really for Caleb. Um, I, I'm always amazed at the sort of fraternity that is New Zealand motorsport, not just here. Um, all over the world. We just heard Caleb talking about Shane. Um, when you're in America, do you get that support from whoever else? And do you, you know, do you actually draw on the fraternity that's still backing? Yeah, it's um, once once you're in America, you, you do realise how many Kiwis there are up there, uh, especially in Indianapolis. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty cool uh, after the Indy GP weekend, just getting a, a text from Scott McLaughlin saying, you know, great great job, mate. And it's just the the little things like that. Uh, met some really great you know mechanics engineers over there as well people that aren't necessarily on the on the front on the tvs on the cameras but yeah like i um, i've started a school up there uh been up in, in the states in the for the last 18 months and yeah up, up at school you know I've, there's a couple of kiwis they've got a a workshop probably 15 minutes away from from where i live so i've got the racing sim simulator set up there and it, you know it's a it's a great way to spend a Friday. Uh, every time I go back, I'll, I'll take back some chocolate for them, or you know, a celebration box. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool feel up there. Um, not not too far from home. All right, gentlemen, uh, thanks ever so much. We'll look forward to this uh, fascinating and exciting qualifying session we've got tomorrow, plus one race in the afternoon before we move to Sunday in race two and. 67th New Zealand Grand Prix. Thanks ever so much for joining us. We'll leave it there. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.